All right, we are back at Once Upon a Tech. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Kim. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we happen to be recording on a Friday, and it's the end of our first week of Summer Spark and CS Institute. So it's been a whirlwind. Oh, and I just wrapped up my second session of summer classes, and my third session starts next week. So I'm also, I feel like, up to my neck in, in stuff to do. But I, we do have Brian the cat right next to me helping us record the podcast today, so I feel like it's going to be extra good. You and I have a lot to share, but I think we're going to do that next week because we have a guest today. We have Jean Weller joining us, and I am going to let Jean introduce herself and her title because it looks really long, and I just want to make sure I have it right. <laughs> Well, titles change and, you know, but what I do basically stays the same. My name is Jean Weller and I work at the Virginia Department of Education in the STEM and Innovation Office under instruction. We basically, my little section deals with technology integration. Uh, so we focus a lot on not just you know, the boxes and the wires and stuff, but really what can technology do for teachers and students in the learning process? So basically, my title has always been, you know, one way or the other, technology integration specialist. Right now, though, I'm focused very strictly on Go Open VA. So I'm sort of Go Open VA administrator title because I have to keep things going. Yeah, I think of you as Go Open VA advocate or activist because that's how I met you. That's, that's how I know you is, <laughs> is the Go Open VA person. And I definitely want to get to that, but also just love to hear a little bit about your story, about how you got to where you are. And how you um, earned this very impressive title. It's a great yes. title. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> well, a uh, long time ago when I went to college, and it was a long time ago, I went into education, excited about, you know, the, the whole concept of helping kids really learn how to think and be interested in the world around them. And then I got out into the broader world and ran across technology and thought, wow, this could be really cool. This, there's really some neat things that students could be doing with this stuff. So I ended up luckily at one of the local public television stations in Virginia, which had an outreach program for educational technology. And I worked with them and about 50 school divisions in central Virginia doing a lot of training and just helping people come to a realization of how that technology could be used in schools. You have to learn a lot of the nuts and bolts too, you know, how do you plug it in and, uh, you know, those types of things. So we did a lot of training, a lot of getting people on board with technology. This was before the internet was even available. And when it did come available, it was so exciting because we had 24 baud modems that loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the technology has changed over the years, but I think that really what we wanted to have happen at the very beginning, to have it have an impact on students and the way they learn, is just now coming to fruition. We're just now seeing the promise that was back 
in the late 80s uh, with technology is now becoming, wow, we can do this and students are ready and teachers are ready and everybody's ready. We're going to see it happen. That must be so exciting that you've been like dreaming of and fighting for it for so long. And now it's really happening. Yep. Yep. Now I have to ask my, one of my favorite pieces of educational technology when I was in school, I loved programming logo, the turtle. Did you oh, yes. teach teachers how to code logo? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Yep. Back in those days. Yes. We've come a long way from logo, haven't we? Well, in a way, but logo had exactly the same aim, teaching kids to think. Oh yeah. Process, to create, you know, so it, again, the technology bits and pieces have changed, but the goals, you know, haven't necessarily changed. They have become more prominent, I'd say. For a while, technology was mainly kind of relegated to productivity and, you know, sit and get type of learning. Those of us who were instructional technology knew that underneath there, there was a gold mine just waiting to be tapped. And now we're getting there. Yeah, I love that you say that the, the technology is so often looked at as a consumer consuming type of thing but there's so much more to it oh yeah yeah i would love to hear if you have any favorite moments as educational technology has gone kind of in and out of style and different methods of teaching and best practice have kind of come in and out do you have any moments that you look back when you're like oh that was great and so i also have to ask if you have any moments where you look back and you think like that wasn't the best educational technology step <laughs> Rose, rose and thorn for my, for my student listeners. Yeah. Well, let's see. I think one of the most exciting things I ever did, and this was way, way back at the beginning of the internet. And again, we just had modems to connect to the internet then, but it was called the Star School Project out of Harvard. And it was focused in on science teachers encouraging them to work with students using devices where you could measure the temperature and it would be recorded by the computer. And so students were to do experiments with these devices and then develop theories and hypotheses and ideas about the data that they collected. Again, it was a really good experiment in making kids think and using this cool technology that wasn't available to most, you know, consumers. It was, it was definitely an educational technology, but it gave them a chance to do real world science that most kids just didn't have before that time. So that was a real, that was one of my favorite, favorite projects, even though it was a long time ago with very outdated technology. And now kids can do that with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, it was still cool. And then one of the really worst things, I think, is that where a lot of schools got one or two computers per classroom, and even though that was great in the sense that it did get some computers out there, and that was paid for by the General Assembly funds, it just really focused it as just a tool to be used for very specific things. And generally, like I said, it was for things that were productivity related or the kids could go over and write their essay or they could go do research on the internet or something like that. But it really didn't allow the kids to use the tools 
in any creative sort of way or not. I mean, you've got a kid of what, a classroom of 30 kids and, you know, they can't, <laughs> they can't do uh, with two computers in that classroom. So it was, it was a very limited vision, I think. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to think about that now, knowing that so many schools are one-to-one. -one. Right. Oh, yes. And how much that, <laughs> and all of the ways that that's probably pushed learning and made it better and kind of enriched and enhanced in all of the ways that maybe it's taken away as well. Because yes. technology is just a tool. It's all about the way we use it. Yeah, yeah. And it does allow teachers to see it much more broadly. I mean, when you have yeah. computers in your classroom, you just, you have a very limited view of what students can do with it. The thing we really want to ask you about is Go Open VA, because I know you're super excited about it, and I'm getting some educators this week super excited about it. Ooh, and so, she's, your, she's your hype girl, man. <laughs> so we want to- Kim we wanna, loves Go Open VA. <laughs> I do. So tell us about it. How did it start? What is it? What's the mission? Okay. Our mission is actually to support the growth of teachers who are trying to do new things in the classroom, trying to develop new techniques for approaching deeper learning, trying to develop personalized learning, student-centered learning, all those words, but it takes an effort. It's very different from what we've done in the past. So for teachers to be able to do this, they really need each other, support each other, it's not something that any one of us can do on our own. It's too big a job. So having this community available to us to help support each other, I think is gonna be big. And actually, I, just going back to a little bit of the history, I'm thinking back to years and years ago when the internet first came out, there was out of UVA, there was a project called Anthology. And Anthology was basically the idea of having a community, it was built on Thomas Jefferson's view of the academic village. It was built to try to be that community, but the technology just wasn't there yet. And it didn't really take off as much as it could have. So this is kind of like a very new version of that academical village to allow teachers to share with each other the, the ways that things work for them and maybe even the ways that things don't work for them. You know, hey, I tried this. It didn't, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. So although it is a community, it also is a repository. That's part of our mission is to create a place where we can store shared resources. And those shared resources are obviously going to be digital because we're online. They're all free but they're not just free resources online. These are openly licensed educational resources, commonly known as OER. And OER are resources that allow other people, you're basically giving copyright permission to other teachers to edit the resources that you've created, to fit their needs, the needs of their students, and then reshare their edits with other teachers so that any particular openly licensed education resource is never finished. It's always a work in progress. Somebody has a great idea, they put it out there, other people add to it or adjust it or change it in some way that meets their needs, and it just keeps growing. That's really the intent of our project. 
is to provide these resources that teachers can use with personalization with their students and also a way that they can communicate with each other about what works, what doesn't work, and give each other encouragement along the way. Oh, that is, so, I love the way you describe that. And teaching is just such an iterative process and it can be really easy to sometimes feel like you're on your own, especially if you're not on a grade level team. And a lot of people I think that work closely with educational technology might not work on a grade level team. And so this gives people a way to collaborate and to share feedback and to kind of edit and revise. That's incredibly meaningful, especially when you're incorporating new tools and practices into your classroom. Exactly. And and the nice thing about Go Open BA is that you can do this locally if you want to. You can have just your school involved in a group on Go Open BA and y'all can be sharing amongst each other. Or you can take it statewide and work with other teachers who are doing similar things in their own areas. And they might have different resources than you do, which sometimes is great because it gives you a new insight. I love that this is two parts of a whole. It's the community and the resources, and you can't really yes. have one without the other. I was trying to explain this on a video tutorial, and I found this image about free, because it is free, but it's like it's not free like a beer, like somebody gives you a beer and you just consume it. It's free like a kitten, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that you have to care and feed for it. Right. Um, yeah. So what kind, of, what kind of things are you doing to help build up this community? How are you keeping your kitten happy? Feeding <laughs> it lots and lots and lots. I think that we have been learning as we go along. We just launched this past January. So we're really new. Luckily, there are other states who are doing very similar projects, and I'm plugged into those people. So I'm able to learn some things from other people who've done this and who are all are doing it right now. So we're having a community sharing too. But the main thing I have found is that our original plan for professional development, which was going to be a lot of face-to-face and hands-on stuff, went by the wayside when, of course, you know, the COVID-19 crisis came in upon us and we've had to not have face-to-face things. So we had to really quickly adjust, and I think we've adjusted pretty well. When you first get on to Go Open VA, one of the best places to go is the user's hub. So we have the, the way the website is set up, there are different things that you can do, and one of the things you can do is go hang out in hubs. And the best one right now, I'm going to say it, because the school divisions don't have their hubs up and running quite yet, is the user's hub. And it has a lot of help files in it. It also has some screencasts, and you can listen to my dulcet tones, <laughs> exactly how to do everything that I can think of on Go Open VA. So we have screencasts, we have some help files, we have some tip files, so that if you've got you know, if you're thinking about, well, what do I do here? There are just some little tips and tidbits on that. So that's one way we're getting to it. We also have worked with VISTI, you know, the Virginia Society for Technology and Education. They've helped us a lot create a workshop in a box, which is Ooh. online website that you can go to to get workshop 
It's, it's participant files, it's a slide deck, it's a facilitator's guide, four, four modules having to do with GoOpenBA. And you can download these, you can edit them, you can change them to suit your needs, and then produce a local workshop for GoOpenBA. We just try to provide you the materials so you don't have to start from scratch. And we will get all these links from Jean and make sure to put them on our resource page so you'll have access to them. So who can join and how do they do that? Educators in Virginia can join. For security reasons, we try to have school divisions use a single sign-on solution, whether it be Clever or Google, so that teachers sign into their local school network and then they're able to get to GoOpenBA without having to have an account created for them. Now for private schools, people just have to write in to me and I'll give you my email and account to add themselves into the system. That's no problem whatsoever. Also, if a school division, and some smaller school divisions might not have single sign-on, we do the same thing. We create accounts for them separately. So that's how you get on. There's no students allowed. It's, they can see it. Anybody can go to GoOpenBA. Let me make that clear up front. It's an open site. Anybody can go and look at the resources and download resources for use. Only registered users, which are educators in Virginia, can actually participate in the sense of adding resources or participating in a group, a discussion board, or collaborating with other teachers around the state on resources. So although it's open to everybody, only Virginia educators can really add stuff. It's like a teacher's lounge. Must be, <laughs> yeah. must be an educator. <laughs> that is so awesome. So what are, what are your hopes and dreams for Go Open? We have often expected teachers to take new philosophies, new techniques, and just do them. And without really providing the support that, that people need to do that sort of thing. And that's, that's what I'm hoping Go Open VA can do, is that we can provide that space for them to learn and grow and share the resources that they create for their students with other teachers so that other teachers can learn from them. To me, it's kind of like a mentoring of each other. Everybody Ooh, mentors everybody else, you know? That's great. Yeah, you know, you're, you're helping other people based on your experience with your students, your background, your content knowledge, your pedagogical knowledge, all those things, share it. So that's what I'm hoping. I'm just thinking about how exciting that is. And the second you used the term mentor, I was like, ooh, that's <laughs> such a, what a great. I'm wondering for teachers that have something that they might feel like they want to share, is there any qualification? Do you have to be a technology specialist? Do you have to be an expert? How does the lesson have to be infused with a certain amount of technology, a certain type of tool? Are there any qualifications that teachers have to meet if they want to share? None at all. Obviously, you have to have common sense. We would like that to be the case. I am disqualified. Um, we do have... <laughs> A user's agree, or basically terms of use, where you, know, you can't post things that are incorrect or that are inappropriate for school use. So there, there's a little bit there, but it's, it's basic, your basic stuff. Otherwise, we don't require 
a lesson plan format. We didn't even require you to write a lesson plan. If you just have an idea of something that you've done and you're just describing that, that's perfectly fine because somebody else will take that idea and, you know, let's say that they have one of those personalities where they really like to have things written out straight out. They're going to take your idea and create that lesson plan from your idea. And then you'll both have what you want. I really like the platform because it is super flexible and I have computer science resources, Sarah, as you know, all over the place. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they're just all over. And now that I'm, you know, transitioning out of my uh, teaching job into my being a student again, life, and I want to actually start studying how these le lessons impact students and teachers, having this single repository that I can start collecting things in and not having any sort of, you know, restrictions like that is great. Plus, you can go through and, you know, being in a private school, I never had to align things to standards. Yeah. But now as I'm adding lessons in, as I have time, I can go back through and be like, oh, this actually hits this standard. This hits this standard. And that's going to help more educators take advantage of it. Exactly. Because that's what it's all about. If you find something you love, it's about helping other teachers to bring that to their students as well. And Kim, one of my favorite things about working with you is that if you find a, something that has to do with technology or computer science that gets kids excited, you want to give it to everyone. You want to see it yes. in every classroom and every school so all kids can have that experience. And so all teachers can see how powerful those experiences can be for kids. And so Go Open VA seems like such an effective tool for what I'm going to call the Kim effect, where you like <laughs> take your successful things and share them so everybody else can, can appreciate them as well. Well, you know, it follows in the format of Mozilla and MozFest yeah. and everything's open and Scrap and, you know, the remix culture. It just, you know, it fits in with everything I love about doing technology and computer science. So, yay. And because you've mentored me, it is also natural to me as well because I've kind of grown under your under your loving care. So Aww. I like Aww. I like to think that I'm gonna continue. I you know, a lot of love here. A lot of love on this podcast. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so Jean, thank you so much for sharing about you, a little bit about, about yourself, but also about Go Open VA and encouraging everybody to try it out, all the educators out there. Thank you so much for lending us your time and your expertise. And it's clear that a big part of your mission is being so generous with the knowledge that you have. And I'm so grateful for that. And I think I know a lot of teachers who are also very grateful for the knowledge that you're sharing. So thank you for everything that you're doing and for coming to talk to us about it. Well, thanks for having me. I love being able to talk about this, as you can tell. <laughs> you're very good at it. So <laughs> you're welcome anytime. All right. Great. Okay. Well, until next week. Tech, love, and happiness.